Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Good. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. We're so happy for each one of you guys joining us and uh, taking this time even uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Does anybody have plans for Super Bowl Sunday? Anybody watching the game? Okay, nice. Very nice. Well, if today is your first time joining us or you have not yet, uh, we want to connect with you. Uh, here we're all about uh, community. We're all about being transformed by the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus, love people, and do good. And we want you guys to come on that mission. So if you have not filled out one, there's connection cards in the back of the pockets in front of you guys. And we invite you to fill one of those out. Um, now, being Super Bowl Sunday, it's also Jersey Sunday. So I see some people repping some jerseys. Pretty great. Yeah, you guys all have your favorite team. How many of you guys follow football? Okay, quite a few. How many of you guys, your team's in the, the Super Bowl? Okay, a few of you. Well, I saw someone, someone did this. Maybe they're in the, okay. <laughs> well, it's so great to see you guys wearing all the jerseys. I actually don't own a jersey. Um, anybody not own a jersey like me? Okay, I'm not alone here. This was the closest thing I had, which is a Lord of the Rings fun run shirt. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so after service, this is a great opportunity. If you see somebody that maybe has a team that you like or you know, go up, talk to them, start a conversation, get to know each other. Uh, this week, we got some really exciting things happening. This uh, weekend, the 16th through the 19th, is winter camp, right? We got some kids going to camp. And um, it's going to be really exciting. Also, just to give you guys a little bit of a, a sneak peek, it's going to be cold, like a winter camp. It might be rainy. And right now, there's actually snow up there. So it's going to be very, very exciting. And so we're just asking everybody, if you guys can be praying, praying into this week, praying into this weekend, that the Lord would move, that he would keep everybody safe. We have, um, we have 16 students and four leaders going up. So if you guys could just keep them in your prayers, that they would interact with each other, grow community closer, that they'd interact with the Lord and grow closer to the Lord in this weekend. Another awesome thing that we have coming up this week is Ash Wednesday, which is a really great day where we start off Lent together, the season leading up to Easter. And we are actually going to have this space open from 6 to 8 for you to come and receive ashes, to receive the ashes on your forehead, and uh, to receive a prayer book to start walking through it. It won't be like a service. It'll be like just a time to come, to reflect, to receive the ashes from a pastor or elder, and um, just some, enjoy some reflection at the start of, of Lent. So I invite you to come, and uh, we will still be having the students uh, that night. So if the students, any student would like to receive the ashes, just come at six before our student gathering. Uh, another thing is that actually this next Sunday, we're starting the Lent series. So it's beginning next Sunday on the, what's the 18th? The 18th. So please make sure that you take a card. I think I have a card. There's some out in the, uh, the lobby area. There's these cards. They say Lent, and they talk a little bit about the Holy Week on the back. Take one of these and give it to a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, whoever you'd like. Just give them one of these because Easter is one of the best times to invite people to church. It's the best times to, to kind of bring them in to hear the good news about Jesus. So we highly encourage you to take a few. They're out there in the lobby or at the, the welcome table. Um, lastly, just want to mention, you know, everything we do around here is, is the support of you guys, is built by the community 
And we love partnering with you guys, both in physical ways, where you guys help volunteer and build up the community together, and also financial ways. So, um, if the Lord's calling you, please, uh, there's uh, giving envelopes in the back of the seats, as well as some other ways to give, and I just encourage you to consider consider giving. Uh, let me pray, pray for Melody, and then we'll keep going. Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to come here to worship you. Lord, I pray that your uh, presence would fill this space. Lord, I pray over Melody and the words that she will be saying and, and the, the way that you're moving here. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. I pray that we would go out of here encouraged and excited for what you're doing in this world and in this community. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen came up to me and said, wait, the Super Bowl's today? I said, yes. He said, wait, what time? So at least I knew the time. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Good? Good. Nod. All right. Yeah? Happy game day to whoever's celebrating that. What are you guys doing? Anyone going to a party? Kind of? Chill? Anyone making anything? What are you making? Chili. What? Bacon wrapped pickles. Okay, I have to decide where I'm going, so come on. Where are you going? Ribs? Wings. Ribs and wings? Pulled pork. All these options are good. I'm just going to do like a tour. Okay, so I'm going to need to know where everyone is at and what you're serving. Okay, does that sound good? Uh, Well, today I will make sure that we end on time. I'm not going to say early because that never works. But that we will end on time so that you can get home to do your ribs and whatever. No one's making five-layer bean dip. I think that's a thing. No? Seven-layer. I'm corrected. Beats like, get it right, Melody. Get it right. Well, as, uh, as we said, today is Jersey Sunday, and you'll see I'm sporting my Argentine team jersey, and they happen to be the current world champions in soccer, just so you know. Not just the American football, but, you know, all of football. Whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Too complicated. Um, but that's the jersey I'm wearing. Anyone here wearing a super random jersey? Like, what's the most obscure sport we have in here? Auto racing. Auto racing. Okay, okay. Auto racing. That's excellent. No pickleball jerseys out there? No? No pickleball teams represented? Nothing? Just football, baseball, auto. Okay, Peter, you win. Auto racing. Well, how many of you guys have been to a really amazing sporting event? Anyone where you're on, the, you're on your feet cheering, you're jumping up and down, you're singing the chants, yeah? Uh, you're just so enthralled in the game. Maybe students, maybe some of your sporting events have been like this maybe, where you're just like on your feet. I would like to share with you the best sporting experience I have ever had. Now... It was 1998, so half of you didn't even exist in here. But it was 1998, and our family, it was the World Cup that year, and our family was actually vacationing in Argentina at that time. So we were all in Argentina, and the World Cup was happening, and on this day, Argentina was playing England, okay? 
And there's a lot of history. There's a lot of bad blood between us, okay? There's so many reasons why, but this game we knew was going to be intense. So everyone in, on the country, and I'm sure on England's side as well, was on the edge of their seats. And uh, my aunt, you know, she had uh, just what felt like the entire neighborhood in her house. Uh, the entire neighborhood, there was probably about 30 people between the TV and the kitchen. It was loud. It was crazy. I loved it. Um, and both teams, you know, they're really going for it, right? There's plays after plays. There's um, all sorts of craziness. There's red cards being handed out, and you're out of here, and you're out of here, and you're out of here. And I have some family members that truly, truly live and breathe soccer. It is in their blood, okay? It's their absolute heart and soul. My aunts were pacing like saying prayers, you know, and I'm like, I don't know if that really helps. I don't know how Jesus feels about that, but okay. And so um, there was people you couldn't even have a conversation with because they were so just like, don't even talk to me. I'm, I'm here in the game. And the game ended, and the game ended in a tie. Now, when you are in semifinals, you cannot end in a tie. Someone has to win. So they played overtime for 30 minutes, and it was still tied. Now, at this point, I mean, with the 30 people in my aunt's house, somebody could have come in and robbed us, and we wouldn't have even known. Like, no one cared, and we were just glued to the TV. So at this point, Argentina and England go to penalty kicks. It's called a shootout, right? And so... Argentina's up first, they score. England's up next, they score. Argentina, score. England scores. Argentina, score. England scores. Argentina scores. And England misses. Okay? Now, the, the, the craziness that happened in my house, it was all over. People are laughing, people are crying, people are just insane. And that is not the craziest part of this story. Before I knew it, everyone in the house, everyone in the house, we start jumping in cars and we start um, going towards the downtown area of the city of Rosario, where my family is from, and we're all headed to the National Monument. There's a huge monument to the flag. It is beautiful, so everyone's like, vamos al monumento, vamos al monumento, vamos, 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 vamos. And then, so I'm, you know, we're all crazy. And my uncle was a freight uh, truck driver, and he had an open, like encased flatbed truck, but it was open. So we all jump on this freight truck. Like, you know, everyone, my mom, my brother, my grandma, like everyone was headed on this truck with a gazillion other people. And I actually have video of this moment from 1998, courtesy of my dad, who pulled this together for me. So this is my family, friends. That's my mom right there in the red. That's one of the penalty kicks. Here we are, here we are. There's children on the floor. My brother's right there. thing in my aunt's house. How that drum got in there, I don't even know. There's my grandma. She's like, get a sweater, get a sweater. Everyone get a sweater. So look at us. This is my aunt's street. 
we're all headed to the freight truck. You can see we're hanging off the side there. And this is what you do. We knew those people in that truck. And that's what we did. We did that till the wee hours of the morning. That's what we did till the very wee hours in the morning. I mean, in what world do you jump on an open freight truck with a bazillion other people and you just drive downtown? How safe is that, first of all, right? I swear, my mom, when she was in her country, she let us do stuff that we never got away with. But when we were there, apparently jumping on the back of freight trucks is okay. But, um, but in what world do you do this? Do you stay out till wee hours of the morning? just celebrating this joy. I'll tell you in what world, in the world of excitement and the world of passion and in the world of just so much, literally everything seems to stop for this. And in what world do you have this crazy, amazing experience just to lose the next game? <laughs> the very next game, Argentina played Netherlands and we lost and we're out and we go home. So in what world does that happen? They went home, they lost their chance of the championship until the next time. And I think sometimes this intense world of sports can mirror our lives sometimes, yes? Sometimes we have crazy moments of joy and celebration and excitement and just passion and all these things, and then the next moment, it's gone, it's lost, and we're done. There's a lot of winning and losing in life, and maybe you feel in these moments like you're walking away empty-handed, like you lost, like today, right? The big game, someone is gonna walk away a champion, celebrate till the wee hours of the night, and someone is gonna walk away empty-handed. And I will venture to say that this series that we've been in, Sing a New Psalm in Psalm 40, has been reflective of these kind of sentiments in a parallel way. We've been up, we've been down, we've been all around, yes? We're winning, David seems to be winning at life, he's good, he's, he's joyful, he's this, he's that. All of a sudden, not winning, struggling. Oh my gosh, what's happening around me? We're winning again, we're struggling again. So let's look at where we have been and for the sake of today being game day, okay, I need you to be on board with me here. Let's insert the word winning or not winning after certain parts of the passages. So I need you to either really cheer or I need you to be really sad. Okay, can you do that? Okay, sure. Tara's on, Barb's on board with me. All right, let's go. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. I'd call that winning, winning. Okay, he put a new song in my mouth, a praise of him to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts the Lord, who does not look to the crowd, who, to those who turn aside to false gods. Winning, right? Winning, winning, winning. I can feel you fading already. Come on. Uh, verse five, many, my Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned with us. No, no. 
none can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. We are on a roll. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and of your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. We're winning. This is good. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. Last week's version says, hold on, hold on. Last week's version says, my courage leaves me. They are more than the hairs in my head and my heart fails within me. I'd say that's not winning. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly to help me. May all those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled in their own shame. I'd say he's still not winning here. He's still feeling pretty sad. So let's see Let's see where we end up today. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and I am needy. May the Lord think of me. Ah, we're back in this weird space of not winning again. Hmm. I'd say, I'd say, here, in this culmination of this psalm, we can be winning and not winning at the same time. You are my helper and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. So I'm going to say today, not winning and winning, we can still have victory. That's how this psalm is ending today. You see, in our journey here on this earth, in this realm, we will have both experiences and we will feel like we are winning at things in life. Yes? And we will feel like we are losing or have lost at things in life. But we have something that goes beyond that game day feeling. Yes? We have something. Let's read this last part again. It says, but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May all who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, hold on a second, because I'm poor and I'm needy. May the Lord think of me. You 
are my helper and my deliverer. You, my God, you are my God. Do not delay. This goes so much more beyond a game day win. I love this quote from this book. Let me read it to you. Because Jesus has already won the victory over sin, you have access to victory too. To be clear, to be clear, our battle isn't won because, of the, pr- because the pressure lifts from our lives or because our circumstances change. We've seen this all along. We will still walk through the dark valleys throughout our entire lives. We will still be at the table that is surrounded by enemies. Now, by enemies here, the author was talking about, hey, listen, we have struggles with sin. We have struggles with health. We have struggles with all sorts of things that life can bring. These are the enemies he is talking about here. It says we are still at the table surrounded by enemies. The battle isn't won because the pressure lets up. No. The battle is won because of who walks with us through the dark valleys and who sits at the table with us when we are surrounded by troubles. And then, because you're joined with him, something powerful has already happened. Whenever he has won, you have won. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. Since Christ has a victory, you have access to that victory right now. Amen. Amen. Yes? Amen to that. I mean, do we get that? Do we get that? Do we really get that? Because I think if we really got that, we'd walk around cheering and celebrating and high-fiving each other all the time, right? We would. But I don't, I don't walk around high, well, sometimes. But like, you know, I, I have days, right? And the, this, this incredible feeling, this incredible feeling of victory is hard sometimes to hold on to when we're in a season of what feels like losing. Yes? We're struggling with something. We're living in this world that's filled with realities and it's, a lot of it is unpredictable. But what kinds of things do we struggle with? Loneliness, heartache, physical pain, family turmoil, betrayal, you name it, put it in here. But we just read the quote that says, because Jesus has already run the victory over sin, you have access to that victory too. And if we take a look back to what the Bible says about these moments, these loneliness, heartache, physical, again, insert whatever it is you want to insert here. The Bible says this in James, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trial of many kinds. And I've talked about this. Sometimes I read that that passage in the Bible and I'm like, What? How? How am I supposed to do that? No, thank you. I didn't sign up for this. Right? No, thank you. What do you mean, James, when you say, consider it pure pure joy when I face trials of many kind? Considering any of those things, heartache, physical pain, loneliness, any of those things goes against what we logically feel, right? Then he goes on later and he says, Uh, The testing of your faith produces this perseverance. He says in verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, having stood the test. That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to to those who love him. And what he goes on to say is that we lack, we lack the knowledge. It's not as simple as a game day experience. The ball was thrown, the goal was made, the game was won, and the end. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. 
Only God knows these things, why they happen, when they happen, for what reason they happen. And we can ask, we can ask the Lord all the time to reveal why. But ultimately, we have to, have to know that what we just read, the victory is ours and we have to hold on to that winning mentality, so to speak, when, you know, we have someone who walks with us. Later on it says, but when you ask, right, we're talking about why am I going through these trials, you must believe and not doubt. You must believe that God knows. You must believe it because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. And I think that means sometimes peace of mind. That means the feeling that you can overcome this, that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Man, I tell you, when I let fear and anxiety come over me, I feel super unstable, yes? Yeah, and he is saying here, hey, Melody, go ahead and ask, but you better believe and trust you better believe and trust that God knows and you may or may not ever know in this lifetime. You better believe and trust. He's saying, ask God here to just give you a heart that trusts in him, that puts their faith in him, that knows that we have a different perspective because we have an amazing God. Let's get back to David, the author of this psalm we can look at more and more and more of his writings and we can see that he is very, very real of his troubles, his temptations, about his losing, right, again, so to speak, at life. In Psalm 42, it says, my tears have been my food day and night. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? My bones suffer mortal agony as my phones taunt me. And again, David has many, many dark moments and lots of cries, but David, right? What did we read? But, but David is constantly trying to hold on to the victory he knows is available to him. He is constantly going back. Psalm 56, when I am afraid, where does he put his trust? Read that. I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, I, in God, I trust and I'm not afraid. Psalm 59, but I will sing of your strength in the morning, and I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. Psalm 42, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This is perspective, this is winning, and this is what is available to us. Amen. Whether it was a win or a loss, David always brought it back to God. And I would like to bring it back to God right now for us in this moment. I'm going to call the band back up right now. I'd like to finish this sermon series by reading this psalm in a different kind of way. You guys, if you've been here throughout this series or you've listened online, you know that we have been in a practice of Lectio Divina. And it is a practice where you just ask God, Lord, clear my mind, clear my thoughts, clear my heart. Let me hear what you would have me hear right now.
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now as we do this in a very different way, as we read Psalm 40 over this Sunday. Lord, we've heard about this psalm for six weeks now. We've heard the verses, we've read it. Lord, I ask that you would speak to us now. You know, tonight there's gonna be a team that walks away empty-handed, but we are never empty-handed. I'd like you to listen as we read this psalm, as we sing, and in the end, I'm gonna invite you to sing together in the victory that we have in Jesus. waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you where I speak to tell of your deeds. They would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scrolls. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is written within my heart. Proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. 
They are more than the hairs on my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May all those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. God, do not delay. In that spirit, we are going to take communion. I'm going to ask the band to play that song. If you feel like humming it quietly to yourself, if you feel like singing it quietly to yourself, let's take this moment and walk to the place that has given us our victory where we celebrate his body broken for us, his blood spilled for us, Let's celebrate that today. We'll be up here and back there. Hold it and we'll take it at the end. I have this verse to read to us right now. Even though the fig trees have no fruit and the grapes grow on vines and no grapes grow on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no grain, even though the sheep all die, and the cattle stalls are empty. Let's read this together. I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord our God is my savior. Let's read that again. I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my savior. Let's read it one more time. I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my savior. Let's take the bread. Let's take 